and welcome to 5-Minute Biology. I'm your host, Charlie Humphreys, long-time science teacher and longer-time biology nerd. I'm here for all your GCSE revision in short, bite-sized chunks, as well as throwing in some fun and interesting other topics that the exams don't cover. So let's get started with today's topic. In a previous episode, we talked about vaccinations, and we talked very briefly about the very first vaccination for smallpox. So I thought that maybe it might be interesting to talk a little bit about what smallpox is and why a vaccination at the time was such a huge major thing and really important. Now I have to say I didn't know much about smallpox. Um, I kind of knew that if you survived you ended up with lots of scars all over your body but that was about it. So a little warning if you are very squeamish we will be talking about symptoms. Um, Probably okay for most people but if you are very squeamish you might not find it very nice. Okay. So let's get started then. So smallpox is something that during my lifetime and yours, um, we haven't had to worry about. It was actually declared in 1980 by the World Health Organization, the WHO, that it had been eradicated. It was no longer existing in the population of the world anywhere. There were no cases of it. It was gone and infections were down to zero. Now that doesn't just happen by chance. It took a worldwide vaccination programme, lots of kind of outreach, lots of monitoring, lots of like stopping outbreaks happening um, before it actually got to that point. To date, it is the only disease we have eradicated. The only one. So why was smallpox such a problem? So a little history here. So the scientists and historians think that the virus has been around as a human pathogen for thousands of years. In fact, when I was doing my research, I found that uh, there's an Egyptian mummy from just over 3,000 years ago that they think um, shows evidence of smallpox infection. So it's definitely not a new disease. It had been around a long time. And one of the other problems is it caused outbreaks. So large numbers of people um, in an area would get smallpox. And as you can see, it's quite infectious. So it's estimated that in the 18th century, so 1700s, that 400,000 people in Europe died of smallpox. Now, this is pre-industrial revolution, a lot of the 1700s. So populations were still quite small. That's a lot of people. In the 20th century, it is estimated that 300 million people died from smallpox around the world. Bearing in mind that the last 20 years of that had been completely eradicated. So that's in 80 years, 300 million people died from it. So what causes smallpox? Well, it's a virus. Um, Actually, there's two different variants of it. It's something called a variola virus. Um, It's a DNA virus. If you know anything about viruses, you get DNA ones and RNA ones. So this is a DNA one. And it's spread mainly through the air but can also be through body fluids and from kind of virus being on things that you touch, like blankets and stuff. Um, It's mostly through the air, though. An interesting point I did find in my research is that you can't be an asymptomatic carrier. So if you get infected by it, you get symptoms and you get sick. So some diseases you can get infected and you can just carry around the virus or the bacteria and not actually get sick, not show any symptoms. That's what asymptomatic means. Um, But that doesn't happen with smallpox. So every time you get infected, you get sick. So let's talk about those symptoms and how devastating it actually was. So this is where you might get a little bit squeamish if you are. 
So once you've breathed in some air particles that contain the smallpox virus, obviously they're going to set up home then in your nose and throat and they're going to start replicating. So the first symptoms are going to be things that you might be familiar with that are caused by quite a few different diseases or illnesses. So things like maybe having a little fever, might have a little bit of muscle pain, might have a headache, might feel a bit tired, things that you might get if you've got flu as well. Um, there's a few less common ones, you might feel a bit nauseous, you might get a bit of backache, you might start vomiting. It takes about two to four days for these symptoms to set in. At this point, obviously, you wouldn't know if you had smallpox because it sounds like a lot of things that you could get, especially, you know, if we're talking back in the 1700s. Um, you know, there weren't medicines and knowledge of disease in the same way we have now. So after 12 to 15 days you'd start to develop some mouth ulcers and a rash. And this is probably when you knew it was going to be smallpox. At this point, your saliva is full of virus. So every time you're breathing in and out, or out mainly, you're going to be shedding lots of virus particles. And about 24 to 48 hours after you get the mouth ulcers, you're going to get this really horrible rash, which is going to start on your head because that's where the virus mainly is in that part of your body and then it's going to move downwards throughout the whole of your body within about 24 hours so that's really really fast so this rash is going to between appearing and being all over your body is going to be 24 36 hours day day and a half now at this point you're going to be quite infectious and also it can develop into several different types of smallpox and which type you get at this point determines how likely you are to survive. So for around 90% of infections, at this point you would get what was called ordinary smallpox. So um, this is the most common, so I guess that's why they called it ordinary. Uh, so your rash would turn into blisters, and it'd be like little balls. That's how they'd feel if you try to touch them, little balls kind of in your skin. And um, they might get a little dimple in the middle, they'd be kind of like liquid filled. Alright, they would then scab and then fall off. And if you survived, awesome, then you'd just be covered in scars for the rest of your life. However, about 30% of people who got this type of smallpox actually died. And if you were a child, you were more likely to die. If you were very unlucky, you might get what was called malignant smallpox. About 5-10% to of people who caught smallpox got this type. This one is nearly always fatal. Now, instead of your rash being kind of round and ball-like, feeling like bumps under your skin, it's going to be very, very flat to the skin. And this one, like I said, you pretty much got a death sentence. Even worse was hemorrhagic smallpox. Now, if you know what hemorrhagic means already, you might know what's coming. Um, only around 2% of people got this one, luckily. Uh, but it was pretty much fatal as well. Now, for this one, you would start to bleed into your skin, into your digestive tract, into your uh, mucous membranes, and you bleed so much that your skin would turn kind of black, a bit like charcoal, like you've been charred, because of all the dried blood underneath your skin, where you're just bleeding into your bo own body so much. And it was also known as black pox because of this. So not very nice. So if you did manage to survive smallpox, which... You know, you had probably, if you got it, 70% chance if you got the ordinary one, unless you were a child and then much lower. Uh, you would be left with scars all over your body from that rash where it's scabbed and fallen off. 
and unfortunately also cause blindness in people as well. So you'd be left with some horrible complications. So at the beginning I asked why was vaccination important for smallpox? Well, we've just discovered that smallpox was not a very nice disease. It had a high level of fatality. You were very likely to die if you got smallpox, and if you didn't die, you'd have some horrible things to deal with for the rest of your life. And the thing is, it affected children more, so you were more likely to die as a child. So smallpox put a lot of pressure on society in terms of healthcare, looking after people, and also a lot of families could be wiped out because it was so infectious and it did have outbreaks. So imagine her losing your whole family to smallpox because one person got it and then spread it to everybody else. So vaccination has saved millions of lives. If we think about that 80 year period of the 1900s, 3 million, 300 million, sorry, people. So it's pretty awesome outcome for a guy who did a bit of DIY science back in 1796. Thanks for listening to 5 Minute Biology. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Apple podcast reviews really help other people find us as well. If you have Instagram, you can find me as 5minbio. That's the number 5, M-I-N-B-I-O. Music is Upbeat Forever by Kevin MacLeod. Full link in the description. That's all from me. I'll see you next time for another five minutes of biology goodness. <laughs>